This episode of the CPA Reviewed Podcast is brought to you by my company, Ninja CPA Review. The Ninja Notes, Ninja MCQ, and Ninja Audio are hands down the most used CPA exam study supplements in the accounting industry today. Tens of thousands of future CPAs, just like you, have used Ninja study materials to pass. So what I want you to do is to hit pause on this podcast and go to another71.com and download your free trial of the Ninja materials. And by the way, when you add Ninja materials and you end up passing, I want you to shoot me an email, jeff at another71.com to let me know that you did. The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CP Reviewed, the official podcast of another71.com. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many. Happy Wednesday to you. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. On today's show, we are locked and loaded. You have questions. Hopefully, I have a few answers. So let's get started. Oren writes in, I took auditing in May and I don't think I did well. My score with regulation is expiring on July 21st. I just found out that I will not receive the auditing score until August 16th. Dun, dun, dun. If I do not pass, I won't be able to take auditing again before regulation expires. Will they extend my regulation score? Thank you for your insight. <clears throat> okay, so the AICPA has said that in situations where scores will expire and people are messed up due to this extended score release window, so Q2 exams, the scores aren't released until August, it's on a state-by-state -state basis. So the AICPA administers the exam, but your actual eligibility to sit for the exam and your certificate and licensure eligibility is determined by your state. And so your state, it's up to each individual state board of accountancy to decide. So what I would do is I would call up your state board of accountancy and I would ask to speak to the director because the director, he or she, and the board of directors <clears throat> on the state board of accountancy, they are going to decide um, how this extended score release is going to affect people just like you. So I would ask them directly and get it from them and because ultimately they are the ones who make the decision. Nelly says, is the Ninja Audio the same as the Ninja Notes? I'm taking auditing in six days and I have the notes, but I'm deciding whether or not to purchase the audio. Is it the same as the notes, but spoken out loud? Conceptually, the notes and the audio are pretty much the same, the same concepts. However, they are two completely different performances, performances, if you will. So <clears throat> the Ninja Audio is not the Ninja Notes just read out loud. Each Ninja Audio script took me at least a month to write out and I expand on a lot of the topics. And so the notes are used for like a cram and the audio is best used for um, 
it allows you to study when you couldn't otherwise get in the time. So when you're at the gym, if you're at the gym for an hour, you can literally study for an hour. If you have a 30-minute 30, a 30 commute each, um, each way, you can study an hour in the car five days a week. That's an extra five hours of study time. So conceptually, it's the same material. Again, the Ninja Audio expands on some of it, um, but the reason to get the audio is if you will take advantage of, of the convenience. And um, so if you get an extra five hours of studying during the week because you're able to study in the, in the car, that's an extra five hours. So if you're shooting for 20 hours and you get your five hours done, your 20 hours done early because of the five hours in the car, that's an extra five hours with your kids. That's an extra five hours with your sweetie. That's an extra <clears throat> five hours to um, get through half a season of something on Netflix. So <laughs> I hope that's helpful. Amanda says, do you have any insight on the new format of the Far Sims? Three different sections rather than just one. I am worried about not knowing the entire picture of the Sims and spending too much time on the first one or two sets only, only to get to the last set and run out of time. Have you heard any details on the type of questions that will be in each section? For example, a research-based question would only be in the final section. I have not heard anything about that from the AICPA. Um, the AICPA has stated publicly that uh, research questions are in play, so you could very well get a research question. Whether or not you get it in the first sim or the last sim, I don't know. I don't think it impacts how you budget your time. And so um, you have two multiple choice question testlets. So using FAR as an example, um, I believe it's 33 questions, and then you have an optional break, 33 questions, optional break, first set of simulations, and then the timer stops. So then you can take a break without it affecting your time. And then another set of sims, optional break, another set of sims, optional break. Is that it? <laughs> it feels like it should be it. Um, so how to budget your time on the simulations? Well, backing up to the multiple choice questions because they are first. You really cannot budget your time for the multiple choice questions. I mean, it takes what it takes. If, if a question is taking you four minutes, then you need to select B or C and move on. Just arbitrarily select B or C, move on. Um, because you cannot like camp out on a question because it's going to and just you know get OCD over the question number three and 10 minutes later, you're, you're still on it. You will wreck your entire exam. So you need to move quickly through your multiple choice questions, but not hurry. So the multiple choice questions, they take what they take. So uh, let's say that you finish your multiple choice questions with with two hours left on your exam because they take about two minutes a piece, give or take. Well, you have your your simulations, and I believe that there's eight of them for far, um, because it was going to be nine, then they made it eight. So, um, however many, however much time you have left, you have to divide that by eight, or however many sims you have on there. Um, and so, let's say that it's just random numbers here. Let's say that you, you can spend 25 minutes per simulation. Well, once you hit 25 minutes on sim number one, you need to fill in the blanks on all of the other sims, or on all, fill in the blanks within that sim and get out of it, move on. Like you cannot camp out in that sim or it will mess you up big time. And so once you are out of the multiple choice questions, then, 
and, and you start the simulations, that is when you budget your time. Yvonne writes in, I have been out of school for 20 years, but I have taken, but I have taken the exam before. I'm juggling kids and a 50-hour work week. I'm 51 years old and passing the CPA exam is on my bucket list. Which exam should I start with? First of all, good for you, Yvonne. That's awesome. Um, there are people in their 50s and 60s, 50s and even 60s taking the exam. So good for you. Um, and I don't think it matters if you've been out of school for 20 minutes or 20 years. I recommend everyone take financial accounting and reporting first. Different people have different opinions. I think they're all wrong. <laughs> so the only time that you would stray from this is if maybe you had four or five weeks to take to study and take your first exam. Then I would take maybe BEC because you can easily fit that in four or five weeks. But other than that, I would take FAR first. Why? Because FAR is the beast. It is universally regarded as the hardest exam and you want to get the hardest one out of the way before your 18-month window starts. The worst thing that could happen to you is um, you have far to pass last and then you find out that you can't pass it and you lose your other three credits. So you want your clock to start when you've passed far. And as someone who um, has had the privilege of passing far not once but twice, I can tell you it's not fun. Sean says, I am currently working in the tax service of a big four accounting firm. I started working in public accounting in January and two exam sections and have two exam sections already passed. Now that I'm working, it seems just impossible to study effectively because I'm learning new things on the job. I forget what I studied way too easily, but at the same time, what I learned on the job doesn't get retained and because I'm studying for the exams. It's a vicious cycle and I'm going absolutely insane. What can I do to survive this intense time in my life? Sean, it sounds like you need to simply take notes. So you need to take um, notes while you're learning your new job and review them, keep a notebook with you, and um, and then you should also, it doesn't sound like you're taking notes for your CPA review, and so if you're taking one of those um, highlighter-friendly courses, then you need to stop highlighting and start taking notes. And then compile a list of notes and review them frequently, and that will prevent you from forgetting what you've already studied, and it sounds like it will help you with your job as well. Take notes, you can thank me later. Vaughn writes in, why is there an impairment test for intangible assets with finite lives? Don't we just amortize them? Yes, you amortize them. However, if the carrying value of the asset, if it now exceeds the fair value, so the carrying value on the book is now greater than the fair value, then you have to write it down and take the impairment charge. So, and you need to test for impairment at least once a year. But you are correct, you amortize it, but you still have to test for impairment. Hope that's helpful. Jennifer says, I'm trying to follow the Ninja framework using only Ninja materials, and I notice that I'm having problems retaining the information. I'm so focused on taking notes of what I feel like is important in the notes section of the Ninja Framework that I'm not retaining anything that I'm reading. I'm essentially rewriting the entire BEC book because I feel like I can't pick out what the most important parts are. How do I take notes and make it through the entire book? I'm also a visual learner, so any advice would be appreciated. Okay, if you find yourself using Ninja Materials or anything else, getting stuck in the weeds, like you're just slogging through video two out of 
20 or whatever, or, or you're having trouble with, um, with, with Ninja book. You're like, man, everything just seems important. I'm writing it all down. Um, just get through the book, get through the videos as quickly as possible and check it off your list. Um, scan, read, whatever, get through it in like two weeks and then close it and move on. Um, try to write down some of the important stuff. If you can't, if you can't just, just read the examples, read the example problems, look at the bold, um, the bold text. The advantage that you have with the Ninja book over the other books is that the other books are, are a, are a phone book. Some of, some of you millennials can Google what a phone book is. <laughs> I'm getting to that stage in my life where I'm old enough to where I'm still, I'm now laughing at millennial jokes, which just means that I'm really old. So, um, so I'm pushing 40, but not there yet. Um, so, um, but I'm, I act like I'm 17. Um, and so the, the advantage that like the Ninja BEC book has over other books is that um, and for some of the sections, the Ninja book is like 50%, has 50% less, fewer pages than some of the other big name textbooks out there because Ninja only contains what is actually on the CPA exam. So it's not an accounting textbook. It's not a phone book of regulations and standards to read. It's just, if it's on the exam, it's in there. If it's not, it's not. And so you can get through it a lot quicker. If you find yourself getting bogged down, <laughs> just like if you find yourself getting bogged down through this long-winded answer, jump into your MCQ software. So if you have Ninja MCQ and you're struggling to get through the Ninja book and you find yourself um, struggling to figure out what stuff you should write down, jump into the Ninja MCQ software and, t and start taking notes over the things that you miss and just move on. So if you, if you find yourself getting getting slowed down by by your videos, getting slowed down by your book, you're you're being OCD and you can't make it through two chapters because you're writing everything down, uh, cut bait, move into your MCQ software and move on. It's much better to to get through the material um, at a at a reasonable clip and get it through it in six, seven, eight weeks than to spend three months on it because you couldn't because you were just be an OCD about the whole thing. So I hope that's helpful. Gun Young writes in, hope I pronounced that correctly. Hey Jeff, I was very impressed with Ninja material. They actually said that. As an introduction, I am a foreigner who came to the States about five years ago for college. And now I'm working for one of the big four accounting firms. I bought my super expensive materials sponsored by my firm when I was in college, but I didn't happen to study only for BEC, but received a 74 before the new CPA exam came out. Then, since I'm in tax, I wanted to start studying for regulation, and while I was studying, I found out there was an expiration date for using my super expensive software. Now I'm trying to find another way to pass it, and my bet will probably be on you. I apologize for a long introduction, so I just wanted to ask if Ninja, if the Ninja course is friendly for a foreigner as well. I like the way you make your audio, but would I understand it after reading the whole chapter? Also, I work and study. Um, I just wanted to ask your opinion, how long it would take to study with your material until I take the exam or pass my exam, which is regulation. Okay, so... 
are ninja materials useful for a foreigner? That depends. So the ninja book, definitely. Ninja notes, definitely. Uh, ninja MCQ, Ninja Plus videos, definitely. Ninja flashcard app, definitely. Ninja audio. If so, if if you have a hard time understanding my Kansas twang, <laughs> because sometimes I speak really fast, and if you have a hard time understanding me, then you should not get the audio. If you can tolerate the sound of my voice, and I know I. <laughs> I know that I do a lot of lip smacking in my podcast. I do less lip smacking, I think, in my audio uh, because it's edited. But <laughs> with the with the podcast, I just grip it and rip it. So, um, if if you can understand me in the in the podcast, and if you like the sample audio chapters, then go for it. And with the audio, and this goes for anyone, even if you don't under like for auditing chapter one, even if you haven't watched your videos over auditing chapter one or read the book over auditing, auditing chapter one, still listen to the Ninja Audio chapter one because listening to the audio chapter one will help you to better understand your videos or your book. And so <clears throat> it will help you to, um, since you've already kind of listened to the material once, it will help you to grasp it as you actually study it. And the goal with the audio is, is to listen to it as many times as possible. So at least five times before your exam. So I hope that's helpful. So let's see. So yes, it is friendly for a foreigner, all of the materials except for the audio, unless you can stand the sound of my voice and understand what I'm saying, then you should go for the audio. And how long should you study for your, your material until, until you take the exam? I say six to eight weeks. So six weeks for auditing and BEC, give or take seven to give or take seven or eight weeks, seven to eight weeks for financial accounting and regulation. So at about twenty hours a week. So for auditing and BEC, you're looking for your your target is a hundred to one hundred twenty hours, and so that's five to six weeks. And for regulation and financial accounting and reporting. You're looking for 20 hours a week at seven, six to seven weeks, maybe, because I always say about 130 for for financial accounting and reporting. So that's like six to seven weeks. Never, ever, ever more than eight weeks under any circumstances. I don't care what anyone else says; they are wrong. I hope that's helpful. Tony writes in. I have read the forum comments, articles, and reviews. Just wanted to know if Ninja would be able to help me to prepare for the 2017 CPA exam before I purchase. <clears throat> I'm planning on studying four hours per day, reading and listening to the audio. Would you say to use Ninja as a supplement or could it be a full review course? Thank you. Ninja is a full review course. Now you can use some of the components as a supplement or you can even use the full Ninja package as a supplement with any review course if you want to. But if you want a standalone CPA review course, Ninja is it. It has everything that you need. It has um, a full textbook, a full multiple choice platform. It has a full set of CPA review videos. The videos that are included in, in Ninja used to cost over $2,000. It was the full BISC CPA review series. Like back in the day, 
This was like one of the big three of CPA review. And now Ninja owns the rights to all that. So, and that's all included. And then plus you have your Ninja flashcard app and your Ninja notes and Ninja audio and all that. It's a full study package. You don't need anything else. But if you've already invested in something else or if your um, firm gave it to you for free, (laughs) then you can get the Ninja materials and use them in conjunction because um, all of the components of the Ninja CP review package uh, work great as a supplement, even the Ninja book, because you might have this big, huge phone book of a CP review book and you want to switch to the Ninja book, but still keep your CP review videos um, that come with your package because the Ninja book is like um, half the pages, but like twice the punch. <laughs> and I don't even know if that makes sense, but it sounds good. So hope that's helpful. Sarah says, I was wondering if you had any advice on how to be successful in the audit simulations, specifically the simulations that call for searching the authoritative literature with keywords from from the text provided. So I'm going to answer this question specifically about the authoritative literature. The best way to figure out the authoritative literature for simulations is to go to the AICPA practice exam, so the AICPA website, and do their tutorial. And I will put a link to that in the description below. If you're listening on the podcast, you didn't see my, you did not see my finger point, nor is there uh, anything to click. But if you are watching this video on YouTube, then it is in the description below. And I would like, like if you can master that in the tutorial, then you are good to go for the exam. Tamara writes in, hi, can you please give some advice on how to Tackle my review for the regulation exam. I am currently studying full-time. Can you advise what time frame is adequate to complete the review and what materials are necessary? Well, if you want to count rewriting your, your notes as part of the review, well, then you would start two weeks out and rewrite your notes for a week and then spend your final week reading, reading your rewritten notes and starting in your multiple choice software, starting with the with your most difficult topic first. So for, for regulation, let's say that you just pray that you don't get any questions over agency law. Well, you would start with agency law and then your next most nightmarish topic would be <clears throat> corporate taxes or something like that. Then you would do, so you would do 20 question mini testlets over agency law because it's your, in theory, your most difficult topic. And you would work those questions, work those 20 question mini testlets until you are hitting 70, 75%. It's an arbitrary number. Then once you hit that threshold, then move on to your next weakest topic and then go backwards. And keep taking notes as you miss things, okay? So that's how I would review. So your final two weeks, rewrite your notes. If, if you don't want to rewrite your notes and you're just talking about your final week, um, so you've, you've been through all your videos, you've been through your multiple choice stuff, and you've taken notes and you have <clears throat> this killer set of notes and your final week hits, again, start with your weakest topic first and your multiple choice questions and work backwards. 20 question mini test, mini testlets, 70 to 75% move on 
and move on to your next weakest topic. The entire time, you're also reviewing your notes. And, and just keep doing that. And that is how you do your final review. If you are looking for some final review materials to purchase, uh, for your final week, some people think it's a good idea to get multiple choice questions. I don't know that it is a good idea. Probably not. I would get some sort of like cram material because I'm sure that you already have multiple choice questions your final week. Like two weeks out, yeah, that's fine. But final week, um, get something like, you know, to plug Ninja products, uh, something like the Ninja Notes or uh, Ninja Plus videos. I think are great to watch like the weekend before your exam. Um, and then Ninja Notes to review all the time. So um, get a little marketing in there. So I hope that's helpful. Vaheen says, trying to study and it isn't going well. I don't know why it's taking me so long to get through the material and I need to review and this just sucks. How can I get, how can I go faster and retain this stuff? Um, well, it's taking so long to get through the material because, of course, I don't, I don't know why in your specific case, but um, is it because that you are getting bogged down in the material, you are majoring on the minors, you are getting stuck in the weeds, whatever um, cliche-ish metaphor you want to use. Um, so there's something to be said about maintaining a good pace and getting through material, like it's better to keep a brisk pace and hit the finish line in your in your videos or your book and then move on to multiple choice questions. So if you find yourself moving too slow, just pick up the pace and then assume that the multiple choice questions will pick up your slack because you'll know pretty quickly if, if you're weak in bonds, well, your multiple choice question performance will indicate that and then obviously you'll take a lot of notes and I don't know that you can go faster and retain the, the, the material I think that uh, you need to follow the process so um, read your book or watch your videos and take and take notes then get then jump into the multiple choice questions spend two or three weeks there then rewrite your notes and do, then do your final review. And that is the Ninja Framework. Again, if you ever find yourself getting bogged down, whatever you're getting bogged down in, if it's your book or your videos, punt and move on. It's it's better to get through it and, and call it good enough in seven or eight weeks and go in and take your exam. Again, your multiple choice questions will pick up a lot of the slack. So, and your multiple choice questions are the single most important aspect of any CPA review course. Yeah, the videos are great, but it's the multiple choice questions that will tell you where you stand and it's where you're going to take a lot of your notes because you get these little fact nuggets. Hey, I missed this, I missed this, I missed this. I need to write it down. And then and then you start reviewing everything that you missed. So, it's you can't necessarily go faster, but you can be more efficient with your studying. Sarah writes in, Hi Jeff, I am so excited that I stumbled across your site while looking for CPA study materials. I started taking the exam a few years ago while I was pregnant and I passed one section, but I couldn't bring myself to study after I had my baby and I failed a couple sections before giving up. Fast forward three years and now I really want to do this. I had difficulty before using a super expensive course 
because I felt like I had to get done with every single video. I'm a checklist person. Excuse me, I'm a checklist person and I needed to see complete next to each and every video section. And I just zoned out most of the time. Now, thankfully I recognize that this is a horrible way to study. I'm looking into buying piecemeal your books, audio and MCQ. The question is, do you think this is sufficient material coverage to pass? And do you have TBS and the new DRS questions? I realized last time that the, the traditional kit of CPA review courses just doesn't work for me, so I want to purchase only what I need to pass. So books, audio, and MCQ. Yes, plenty of people pass just using the books and the MCQ, and the audio will help you to study more efficiently and add more study hours to your week when you couldn't otherwise study. So yes, that is sufficient, and people do it. There's someone on my forum who passed uh, first time using only Ninja Book and Ninja MCQ. Prominent poster. Um, and yes, we have task-based simulations. We do not have the new DRS simulations quite yet. And any course that does, my guess is that they don't have too many. They are quite new. And... Um, I do know someone who does, and that is the AICPA, and they have they have um, sample DRS, and um, you know, in the past, I haven't been a big proponent of studying simulations because um, you don't know what sim topics you are going to get, but you do know that you're going to get every single topic in your multiple choice questions, and simulations are an extension and application of the concepts that you already know for the multiple choice questions. Well, now that the Sims and the MCQs are 50-50, they used to be 70-30 and 60-40. Uh, now that they're weighted more heavily, I've since relaxed that stance. And, and conceptually, it's still better to focus on the multiple choice. Um, but there is something to be said about studying simulations. DRS, now I know that people hate DRS and they write in the form, oh, I had the worst DRS, blah, blah, blah. I mean, really, how, like, how much time can you spend studying a document review simulation um, other than just to know how to do it? Because, again, conceptually, it's an extension of what you already know in the multiple choice question. So I think studying the AICPA sample test, the tutorial, studying the DRS, knowing how to execute it on exam day, and then... So then when you get into the exam, you're like, okay, I know this concept. I studied it. I studied it in the MCQs and my notes, simulations, and so there's ask. This is just another way of asking the same question. So, bottom line for the DRS, the AICPA tutorial should be good enough, and you should be good to go on your exam. Connor says, "Hey Jeff, I'm new to Ninja, but I've heard great things." I'm having a lot of trouble studying for FAR. Nothing is sticking to memory, especially with leases, pensions, etc. I'm hitting the point of burnout and extremely frustrated with how poorly I'm performing on my MCQ practice in my super expensive course, as well as the fact that my frustration usually leads to me stopping doing multiple choice questions altogether. My test is in a week and a half and I'm completely stressed out and extremely worried now. What do you recommend? So Connor is taking far, studying with, sticking things to memory. I don't think you can stick things 
of course, your, your exam is in a week and a half, so this is not going to be that helpful to you now. But I don't think you can really stick things to memory. I think conceptually you learn things and maybe you like memorize the order of some things like in a, with a, in a mnemonic, but uh, like conceptually you need to learn how, how to amortize leases and, and some of the, and you know, there's a, there's a mnemonic for pension expense. That's good. I wouldn't worry that much about pensions on FAR. Like sure, FAR is a pension topic and anyone who's ever, you know, had a lot of pensions on their FAR exam, they're like, dude, this is bad. This is bad advice. You know, I had such and such. Of course, they're thinking that in their head because otherwise it would be exam disclosure. But, um, you know, just memorizing a few mnemonics about pensions and leases and bonds. Yeah, you need to know how to amortize and you need to know the difference between an operating lease and a capital lease. But I would just keep plowing through your multiple, your multiple choice questions. I would not do practice exams. I, I am a, I hate practice exams. I don't, I don't think that any, I flat out think practice, practice exams are a waste of time. They don't tell like, um, any review provider, they don't. So let's say you score a 75 in your practice exam. That doesn't mean anything, um, because you're scoring 75%, but the AACPA doesn't score in percentages. It's a weighted score that's locked in a vault somewhere, the, how they arrive at their score is locked in a vault somewhere next to the Coca-Cola formula and the uh, KFC recipe. So no one really knows how it's scored. Super secret. Um, you can't really, you know, back into the math at all. So doing a practice exam, really all you've done is you've done a four-hour study session where you wait to get the answers at the end. And I much prefer um, doing multiple choice and study mode where you get the answer right after you work the question. You get that instant feedback you get to write it down right away versus at the end, okay, um, see, question three, I got that wrong. See, what See what was that question? Okay, there's that answer. Okay, why is that wrong? Oh, okay, hmm, man, I kind of forgot about that one. It's just a huge waste of time, very inefficient, and I don't even know if it's effective at all. And so if you find yourself getting frustrated, jump. So whatever your weakest topic is, jump into that and do 20-question mini testlets over that topic until you feel like you're getting 70 to 75% and then move to your next weakest topic. If you ever feel frustrated, working 20 question mini testlets can save your life on exam day. Valeria says, Ninja MCQ, is it possible to practice the MCQ offline? No, Ninja is 100% offline, however, Marketing alert, we do have many offline products such as the Ninja Flashcard app now on iOS and Android. So it's natively on iOS and Android, nothing to import or browser-based or anything. It just works. And Ninja Notes, a great tool to study offline as well as Ninja Audio. So um, Ninja MCQ is not offline, but plenty of other things to um, help you study when you can't otherwise be on the computer, you know Ninja MCQ it works it works decently well on a on a phone. So um, depending on, on how how big your screen is, some of it gets kind of scrunched, but um, you can use it. You know it, it uses it obviously uses your your, your cell uh, your 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 data, but um, so that's another option as well. 
Tim writes in, Jeff, will you ever do a Ninja CMA review? I used your Ninja Notes, audio, MCQs, and books to pass the CPA exam. I'm currently using a review course for the CMA, but it sucks compared to the Ninja products. I'm trying to adapt, but it's hard. Um, The audio that came with the CMA review course I'm currently using, (laughs) it sounds like a cyborg that couldn't find another job, but to record an audio for a CMA review course. (laughs) Um, And other components of the course material is so boring. Who would win in a fight, a cyborg or a ninja? Hmm. Okay, it's like pirates versus ninjas, cyborgs versus ninjas. Um, I'm sure there's a YouTube series that tests such things. Um, so no, I don't have plans to do a ninja CMA review course, although that could change. Um, there's still plenty to be done to improve my CPA review products. And, um, you know, we're just a, a little, little guy in the marketplace. So, um, but you never know. Um, I might get a wild hair and, and, uh, study for the CMA exam myself. Although you never know. So, um, sorry, no Ninja audio for the CMA quite yet. So I guess you're stuck with the cyborgs, which cyborgs are still pretty cool. right. Medina says, I'm currently studying for the CPA exam and I live in Denver, Colorado. My question is, if I take the CPA exam in Colorado and get my license, will I be able to transfer it to a different state? I might live in Atlanta, but I'm not sure yet. Okay. I have not looked at the CPA requirements for Colorado in a while. Um, I do know that people who, um, that Colorado used to have more lenient requirements to sit for the exam. They used to be a, a 120 hour state. Now they're a 420 state. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) um, some people will get that. Um, and and so um, the, the whole thing is, is reciprocity. And what you need to find out is how strict are Colorado's licensing requirements relative to the state that you actually want to be licensed in. And I would compare the two. So I would go to, like in your case, go to the... Um, and don't give me a hard time about the 420 comment. Like, I know it was lame. I get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> go to the Georgia Board of Accountancy and check out their, their reciprocity requirements. And that will be your, your biggest indicator. And if the website isn't helpful, I would call the director for the Georgia Board of Accountancy. And, but the takeaway is this. Just because you get licensed in one state, do not automatically assume that it's just going to flow it's going to flow through to the other state. Some states are super strict and so other super strict states, you know, they have reciprocity agreements with them. Other states are more lenient. And so um, you know, it's a uniform exam but it's not uniform licensure. So some states require, you know, XYZ for for work experience and you know, maybe you had to work under a licensed CPA or maybe you just had to, in one state, or maybe you just had to work um, 
under someone who had passed the CPA exam in another state, or maybe they, maybe they let their CPA license lapse and that's okay. Um, every state is different and it's constantly changing. So I would check with the, in your case, the Georgia Board of Accountancy and explain your situation. And I'm sure that they know. Joshua writes in, so I asked people I know, and I was really curious what your opinion may be on this strategy. How do you tackle SIMS, for example, on my practice exams on BEC? I kept getting two to complete in an hour. I felt like one was easier for me than the other. Do you do the easy one first or the hard one? What's a good strategy for timing, etc.? Does that strategy match other things like MCQs or sections of the exam as a whole? Okay, for MCQs, um, you can't like you can't skip around hard questions. I mean, you just need to stick in a question, answer it to your best of your ability, and move on. If if one sim topic is easier than the others, I would do that first. Get those easy points, and then if you run out of time, they can just you know do, pull down drop down menus and fill in the blank or whatever for the harder stuff. But for simulations, I would if because now they have it, the simulations broken out into three different areas. So if you have two or three simulations in your one little Tesla thing, um, and one of them is, you know, one of them is easy and, you know, one of them is IT terms. The other one is like, you know, variance analysis. And you're like, oh, <laughs> guess what? I, I forgot to study variance analysis. Then I would do the IT one first knock it out, get those quick and easy points, and then camp out in variance analysis and answer it to the best of your ability. Do the easy, do the easiest simulation first. BJ writes in, hey Jeff, I have a month until my third attempt at FAR. I know your opinion, or your opinion. How should I spend this month of studying? What would be the most advantageous course of action? I will be purchase, purchasing your FAR MCQs again and hitting them as hitting them hard as well as notes and more notes and then some more, any more tips or tactics. Uh, let's see. We'll say four weeks out. I would spend two weeks on multiple choice, one week re rewriting your notes and then one week in your final review. Um, pick your weakest topic in your multiple choice questions and work backwards until you hit, um, do 20 question mini testlets until you're hitting 70, 75% in your final review and move to your next weakest topic. And that's how I would do, that's how I would handle my four weeks. Two weeks in MCQ, one week re rewriting your notes, and then one week in the final review. Judy writes in, I'm currently studying using a super expensive CPA review course, but I cannot commit to studying 60 hours a week due to having uh, a family and working full time. Um, studying 60 hours a week, that would be tough. How would, what would be your best advice for me from now, um, until my exam? I'm only on module three. Okay. Well, you should study 20 hours a week, first of all, and everyone has a family and everyone studies full time, or at least a lot of people do. And so you need to get up early. So get up at 5am. 
Study for an hour and a half before you have to get ready for work. Study at lunch. Study at least 30 minutes. So if you have a 45-minute lunch break, eat your sandwich or whatever for 15 minutes. And you can even crank out multiple choice questions while you do while you eat your sandwich. Um, study at your desk for 30 minutes. And then if you can, unless you have to get home, like leave work and get to the sitter or something, um, I would study for an hour at your desk before you leave work and then study an hour at night after the kiddos go to bed if you have kids. Um, and so magically, you just got one, one and a half, two, three, maybe four hours of studying a day. So that's how you do it. Ruben says, hi, Jeff. Keep it up, man. Loving the podcast. Since I'm somewhat since I'm somewhat on a budget, would you recommend your audio or your MCQ if you had to choose? If you're looking for a second test bank, then obviously you want to get the MCQ, but everyone has a test bank. And so um, if you want something truly unique, then I would get the Ninja Audio. Of course, it is the more expensive product, but uh, the Ninja Audio, like it's the only one of its kind in the CPA review market, like other people have software, no one has an audio like mine. Um, the other audios out there, either they sound like cyborgs, like someone said in a previous question, or it's just an audio file rip off of a live video course. And that's not, um, that does not help you to, that does not help you as an auditory learner. Ninja Audio was designed for you as an auditory learner. So, um, While I don't want to recommend the more expensive product, the Ninja Audio is the more unique of the two. The biggest bang for your buck would be the Ninja MCQ, but the most unique product that will help you to study the most efficiently in the car, at the gym, etc., would be the Ninja Audio. Well, that does that for this episode of CPU Reviewed. Um, Thank you, everyone, for your questions. If you want to be on the podcast, go to another71.com, click at the top of the page, Ask Jeff, and it will appear in a future edition of the podcast. You can also hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash another71. 47,000 of you are on Facebook, which I appreciate. And um, it's always a good idea to not only like another71 on Facebook, but also click follow. That way, um, when we do little giveaways or do uh, test your might, which is a which is a, um, oh, it's a, it's a sample or it's a, it's a CPA exam study question where you can win lots of prizes. And um, it's almost as cool as winning an iPod, but <laughs> it's not. It's, just, it's an opportunity to win some free CPA re review materials. Yay. So anyway, you can hit me up on Facebook. And always, as always, the world famous another71.com forum, the most visited uh, CPA exam site in all of CPA exam land. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, be good. Take care. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, it ain't easy now, but it'll be harder soon. 2017's right around the corner, dude. Don't wait until it's too late. That ain't cool. Listen to my rhymes and you could be a ninja too. This new exam yeah, is bound to stress you out, man. That's why I'm here and I'm warning you now, man. It's gonna be more advanced, no doubt. Yeah, so the exam, you better take the thing now, man. Higher order cognitive skills, oh no. The four existing sections got my mind blown. The new
new blueprints, they make it really scare me. That's why I'm taking my exam, it's 2016. Test-based simulations, they got them planned. Added to the PEC section, oh man. Total test time will increase by two hours. 16 hours, man, it sounds kind of sour. It's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change. Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change. The way yeah. they test your skill level's gonna be changed. And get ready for analysis and evaluation. Remembering and understanding and application. This 2017 exam is so bad tasting. No more CSOs, now they got blueprints. Trying to keep things fresh just like a new man. But see, I don't want change, I don't wanna do this. 2016's off of me, I'm so cool with it. And now they got document review. Simulation, testing, application, analysis, and evaluation. Increased time allocation, scoring weights changing. And $20 more to take the test up straight. Hating. It's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change. Yeah, it's gonna change, yeah, man, it's gonna change. In 2017, it ain't gonna be the same. You better take it now and become a CPA. Cause in a little while, things are really gonna change, yeah. Go to another71.com and join our CPA exam forum and study groups. It's the largest CPA exam community on the planet.